Welcome to Relationships with Rob. I am your host, an award-winning author, serial entrepreneur, and your virtual relationship coach. Each week, we are bringing you people who inspire me to live my best life, and we are going to take the plunge and look for clues so that we can have successful relationships too. I truly believe relationships mean the most to us, and we all have different reasons why. So let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're going through something right now, this show will help give you the tools necessary to Break through your own paradigms, leave with your best foot forward, and to never, ever give up hope. Let's get it. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. Happy hump day. And in case you guys are wondering, I record these live on the day of the release so that people can understand that this is somewhat of a live show. I tried to make it as up-to-date as possible, even though the recording of these are going down prior to, so... Please don't feel discouraged and think I'm batching all of these, which I pretty much should and be more efficient. But right now, I just feel this adds a layer to the show that you don't usually get. And it's because I care. So with that being said, what is up, my new listeners? I hope you are subscribed by now. It's totally free. You can get automatic updates on your phone. You can scroll through past episodes and replay them. You know, you can do all that and basically become part of the journey. That's the best part, actually. I want you guys to understand that I don't claim to know everything. I'm just like you wanting to find out what's working for people and what also what didn't work for people. Most of my guests that come on here are extremely vulnerable with where they are at. And today's guest was nothing short of this statement. Delane is a friend, goldsmith by trade, and a freshly born author. And she comes on today to share her incredible story and triumph over childhood sexual abuse that she endured from her biological father. What that looks like now with her new spouse, her biological family, and her foster family. There's all kinds of dynamics being played out in our conversation today, so I think it would be beneficial to a lot of you to tune into the entire thing. This is becoming an all-too-common occurrence nowadays with people being able to empower others to tell their story. And I hope that this empowers you to look at your situation or even others with empathy and understanding. Delane continues to inspire me with her artistic expression and maybe she can make you some jewelry as well and express your story through something you can take with you wherever you go to feel empowered by it and not to cower with it. So support her journey on social media. I put all the links in the show notes. She's putting out wonderful things into the world and let her know what you thought about the episode. I'm sure she will appreciate that. And so without further ado, let's get to the interview. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Relationships with Rob. Super happy because I have a friend here on the show. And her name is Delane. She is an artist, goldsmith, and an author. We're going to take a deep dive into her life. So, uh, But before we do that, Delane, thank you so much for coming on the show. Such a pleasure to be asked to be on your show, Rob. Yeah, I mean... I find people who come on the show inspiring. I find I want to get to know more about them. And your story definitely hits a lot of notes. And I know you have a deep one. And I can't wait to get into that. But before we do, um, you know, just tell us a little bit about uh, yourself to the audience. For the people who don't know who you are, dial the clock back however far you want and, you know, start from there. Okay. 
Thanks for the opportunity for having me here, Rob. It's such a pleasure to share my little story with you and your audience. So let me take a step back prior to being an artist. I was definitely, for a long time, a salesperson first and did sales in various vertical markets. And my last one was in tech and beauty. Um, then really had the opportunity kind of several years back, my husband gave me the opportunity of saying, honey, if you could change your life and not wait till you're 65, what would you do? And I said, I'd love to be an artist. Go and find out what kind of artist you'd like to be and, you know, pursue it. So I went after a couple of venues or avenues, I should say, and became a goldsmith. So I'm a jewelry designer and goldsmith. I designed for myself and two companies. And what over the years, what I've had to do, as with many entrepreneurs, have had to hold down a regular job and pursue my passion at the same time. Fortunately, over the last several years, I've been able to pursue being a goldsmith full time, and it has just brought so much reward. And fortunately, have the support of my husband on this journey. And as part of that, as an artist, it's interesting to take what I do in jewelry design and apply it in other areas. So I actually, I, you and I have talked about this. What makes me different is I actually design jewelry and write custom stories for every piece of jewelry. And so one avenue I decided to take was I thought, what if I told the story of people who were experiencing trauma and told their story through jewelry. And so I think this is where you and I decided it might be interesting to come together and talk about it. So how yeah. about if I start that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We had, a, we had a talk kind of offline about doing a bracelet, yeah. a, a men's piece for, you know, kind of people who have been through a struggle, like a divorce or separation or something of, of, that, of that nature. But yeah, so stay tuned, guys. We won't talk too much about that right now. But <laughs> I did love how you started off the conversation with the support from your husband. Yeah. It's amazing how when we get that support from the people that we love, how much courage it actually gives us to go and do the things that makes us happy and makes us fulfilled. And I love how we talked, just like I said, I love how you just brought that up because, you know, it's a perfect segue into uh, this next question about that I have is when you had met your husband, how did you know he was the one? Like, how did you know that? this guy was going to provide for you in the way that he that you knew he could to be honest i didn't it was it's a beautiful beautiful story and i'll share the edited version but it's almost as if a ghost sat in my body and said one night i was on the phone with my husband at the time i was uh, in new jersey and he was here in toronto and i asked him so honey we seem to get along, don't we? He said, yes, we do. And we seem to laugh a lot, don't we? Yes, we do. Well, with all that being said, and me being the salesperson I am, would you marry me? And there was this long pause. <laughs> and you can imagine as a salesperson thinking, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> it's definitely a hard sell. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I heard, uh, yes, I mean... No, I mean, and then 
I've said, uh, yes, you need to think about it or no, you do not want to get married. And then there was another pause and he said, no, I do not need to think about it. Yes, I'll marry you. And then I said, cool, see you Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) What a great story. And so 18 years later, you guys have been together. And so if you guys don't know who, I'm sorry, Delaine's story, um, she has survived some pretty, I guess, dark childhood sexual abuse. And she talks about it in her book. And the reason why I brought up her husband is because he's supported her throughout this entire time with her ability to to speak on this and he's supported her with love caring and understanding and so dive a little bit deeper into that how did he and then when, when you had told him or when he had found out what was going through his mind and how did he just come around and support you through through that whole tough time because it must have been a shock to him well the for sure it was a shock i think what seems to be consistent over the years has been here is this person that he absolutely loves and adores. And even though that trauma was something that happened in the past, he wishes he could have taken that away or had done something about it. And sometimes when I talk about it, it's almost as if he's going through it with me. And I've never had a man take the time and be so vulnerable to actually listen to what had happened in my particular case. I I think it's the kind of story that most men in general, and and for sure women, it's hard for women to hear this story as well, but for someone that when you're in an intimate relationship and they find out that it is your biological father who had molested you, and we're not talking about a one-time incident. This happened over a course of years. And my husband and I actually agree on this. It's a miracle that I married a man and I, I'm still married to him. We have an incredible loving relationship. And to your point, one of support. And what happened was, is this did not happen overnight, Rob. It was something that has taken years of understanding. But I think when two people love each other and make a commitment to stay in a relationship. It really is the two coming together, being vulnerable, having the courage to not only for me to share, but for him to have the courage to listen. When he sat there and listened to my story, not once and not twice, many times, and sometimes in times of flashback, curled up on the bed crying, he will say, is it okay to touch you? And, and all he wants to do is just hold me and cuddle me and tell me I'm safe. But that, is it okay first? Because he knows how vulnerable I am. Mm. And to have that sort of respect is something that I think when in relationship, it can be difficult to forget or take advantage of someone who loves you so much when they're actually doing something that is brave and thoughtful. I know in the past, I took advantage of my husband. I just thought men should be understandable. I thought 
anybody should be understandable of the fact that I underwent this trauma. And through time and therapy, a lot of self-work as well, I've come to learn that that what I share, one, is privileged information and should be shared with people that I think deserve to hear it. And two, the person on the receiving end needs to have, be vulnerable and courageous enough to hear that story and just sit with it. They're not, I'm not asking them to feel sorry for me or help me through anything. It's just to know I'm not alone and I'm loved. Yeah, I love that. He definitely, when, when I paint a picture of him in my head, he's definitely this empathic, very, very sensitive, kind, caring human being. And not only that, he goes a step further and asks for permission to whether or not he can touch you. Like obviously when you're curled up in a ball, that is a level of understanding that most people, not just men, I think it is most people can't get to. They really want to respond to what you're saying. They just want to be mad and angry, but that's normal human emotion. But I think it's just, it's just amazing how you can process that and then, and then come to and say, look, this is how I think this is the best way to support her. I'm at a loss for words at how amazed I am by his vulnerability and his courage to to support you through that. I think one of the biggest things that women want in a relationship is safety. And when you yeah. can provide that that space, like I said, where she can tell you everything and not feel judged, not feel gross or stupid or ugly or naked uh, in front of them, I think it's important to give that safe space. So that's great. Well, it's interesting, Rob, that you said those physical attributes, because when I first met my husband, I was actually suffering from fibromyalgia and used to walk with a cane. And I was on a lot of medication. And so I did feel gross, ugly, all those things, and decided to change my diet, do yoga, meditation. And he was there with me doing yoga and not necessarily the meditation, but supporting me and saying, okay, if you need the time to do meditation, then go do it. And it's been an incredible journey to have someone that supportive who can bear witness to my own healing journey, both physically and emotionally. So we've been able to grow together in our relationship and multifaceted ways, if you will. Yeah, that's great to, I mean, it's, it's great hearing that just because of, it's a story that hits home with me, actually. I felt like I wanted to do all the same things your husband felt, mm-hmm. just, not, just not in a more caring or nurturing way. And so there's a lot of things that hit home when I hear about that. And so you wrote a book called Letters to Eli. Did you talk mostly about, about, about this experience and you know, your healing journey throughout that? Or what was that book about? The book is really about taking a trauma, acknowledging the trauma in my life and how did it affect my life in different ways and from a reflective standpoint and how can I embody strength, courage, healing, transformation today. And in it, I, I go back in time to when things happened and then come back to present day and how that past experience has influenced my life and opened my heart to be with people today and be more em- empathetic 
and generous with my heart and soul with people. Because I think when individuals go through trauma, especially childhood sexual abuse, it's easy to want to cocoon and hide because of the shame. Shame causes a lot of fear, fear in not wanting to share the self. Shame and fear physically and emotionally because why would anybody want to love someone who was broken and touched by their biological parent? It's dirty, sounds dirty, especially with the way we are in North America, how the society is set up. And it's so the book goes through facets of stories of my life on how I've been able to take past experiences and translate them into something positive in today's world. Mm, That's perfect because the next question I have for you is geared towards maybe a new couple that's kind of in your situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And it doesn't really matter who experienced the trauma. I mean, what what are some recommendations for a new couple who's in that situation? How can they make their relationship the best that they can when they're looking at marriage and kids and so on and so forth? Well, I'm going to borrow from Brene Brown. It really has helped me in having conversation with my husband using Brene's phrase. The story I'm telling myself is... And taking ownership of whatever it is I'm saying, because they are real feelings and obviously it's bothering me. And then my husband usually takes deep inhale in and exhale because I, and for me to give him that time to process what I'm, the story I just made up and then have a conversation about it. I think it's easy for one person to want to fix the other person because all we want to do is remove the pain. But sometimes in order to heal, we have to look at the wound, assess what kind of wound it is before we decide we're going to fix anything and put some sort of band-aid on it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just needs fresh air to heal. And, and I think with trauma, um, Sometimes it just needs to be aired between a couple and um, understanding those triggers because of the kind of therapy I've done in both professional and self-work. I understand my triggers and I have to tell you, Rob, especially lately, I've had to eat crow and the number of times I've had to say I'm sorry to my husband and apologize because it's easy to jump down someone else is back when you don't understand what those triggers are, but now I'm conscious of them. Mm. And so if he says something like, here's an example. One morning I forgot to get my socks and he said in the car, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. You can't go to work with no socks on. I mean, and you know, the winter we've been having lately. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And What I heard, though, was you're being ridiculous, not this is ridiculous, that you're going to work with no socks on. And so I laid into him in the car, and then we were dead silent in the car and a very uncomfortable 15 minutes in the car. Then he drops me off at the train, and we don't talk. 
And I got to the studio and had to reflect what just happened. And so when I played it back, I wrote a long email, apologized, and then spoke to him on the phone and boohooed, honestly, because I didn't mean to hurt him. He was, I misinterpreted what he said. And when I came home later on, he just welcomed me with open arms and we didn't have to talk about it again because he understood because I made the point of saying, I'm sorry. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think in a relationship, saying those words is really difficult. Yeah, especially when you have your guards up and a trigger gets, gets brought up. I mean, it's, it's difficult. I, but it, you know, kudos to you to, to come around, give yourself some space, realize that you did that wrapped your head around the whole situation and I guess worked your way through that. And uh, of course, he's going to definitely appreciate that. Any man would, any man or any woman would, when somebody can admit when they did something wrong. Like you said, it's hard for, for, for people to drop the ego and admit that they were wrong. So that's great, 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 great advice. I would give that to not even just people going through that kind of, uh, you know, that, that trauma or whatever, um, or working through that. It's still great advice. I guess like, how does it look like now after everything has been said and done you guys have gotten it all out there and what is it what is it looking like now for you are you do you feel more liberated do you feel like a whole weight has been lifted off of your shoulders or 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 does it still seem heavy i don't feel as heavy i do feel as if i can go out into the world and do the work that i need to do whether it's the support of the book that was launched last fall. I'm launching a new charity. I can't release the name yet, but it looks like we're close to getting the approval. So hopefully I have an announcement in April for that. But because of having having told my story and continue to tell my story, my husband is seeing the change not just in myself, but how I'm influencing positive change in other people. And that could be whether it's just sharing their story so they can lighten the load in their life. Sometimes it's they actually, it's an affirmation for them to go seek therapy and they do. Sometimes it's having the courage of sharing their story with me so they can share their story with their life partner or sometimes other family members that they never shared with. And because John, my husband, is seeing some of these these stories come to life, he's been extremely supportive. It, it's hard on him sometimes because it takes time away from him, but he also really sees the big picture and the work that is being done. How about, how about your family? Do they still, uh, like, have they chose sides or have they been supportive of you? Well, my biological family and I are not in, we do not have contact. I have a foster family that took me in uh, when I was 15 and my foster parents are still my parents. And so she is now my mom and, and I'm blessed to have her as my mom. And I have a beautiful sister as well. And, The two of them are incredible support systems in my life. 
right now. So especially with all of this being out there too. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, I think family and just having the one person in your life. I think it's important, even if you don't have your family, just to have that one person in your life, in your corner. And, you, and it seems like you have that. So I think that's, you know, really one of the key pieces to, I guess, going on that journey of healing, going on that journey, because it's, it's always fun to have it have another sidekick on, on the journey there with you. <laughs> You're going to hit some bumps in the road. And that's what a sidekick is for just somebody who who just supports you on that crazy crazy journey that you're on oh exactly i appreciate you for sharing that i know it's not easy to speak about things like that but like i said i just commend your courage on being able to do that it's it's just something i'm awestruck of so (laughs) i guess it's it's just more of a guy thing i'm more it's hard for me to be vulnerable and and things like that so you know to hear it it just it really moves a note with me. So um, I'm going to take you to a part of the show. It's a little bit lighter hearted. So we're going to do uh, a random five questions here. And I'm going to ask you just so that I can get to know you a little bit better and my audience can get to know you a little bit better. Fantastic. So you ready for that? Yes, a little sure. lightness. <laughs> okay. So I know you like animals, um, but if you could domesticate any animal in the world, what animal would it be and why? To domesticate an animal. You can have it as a pet. I know, this is, I know this sounds like bad, but if we can just take ourselves out of the vegan context, then um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I design animals for animal stone, so, and there are wildlife animals. So for me, it's I would only want them to remain wild. <laughs> so it's hard for me to actually say that. I don't know. Okay, so then if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would it be anyway? A penguin. How come? Uh, because from a spirit world, they're able to go between the physical and the spirit world easily. And I love how penguins are able to swim really fast underwater and uh, come up and land on land very fast. I love that they're well-dressed and can show up to any occasion and look fantastic. I like the idea of how penguins can be very playful. Uh, And also, there's an individuality to them, but they also maneuver in groups. So there's a social aspect to them. Mm. So, yes, penguins. Good answer. Yes, they are definitely well-dressed. They're always in a tuxedo. All right. Uh, what is your favorite book or is there something that you're reading right now that you'd like to share with us? Ooh, well, let's see. I have Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown and I'm actually listening to, to one of her podcasts that she did on vulnerability and spirituality and getting a lot of out of that in regards to different guideposts and Uh, One thing that I learned that I'll share, if nobody knows this, I think it's the opposite of pain is not, or the opposite of pain is play. So to play more often and different kinds of play. So not like play an instrument, but play where your heart and your soul almost loses time. So whether that be music, walking on the beach, actually playing board games with your friends or family, but get play into your life. 
Mm, I love that. Yeah, like gamify, kind of gamify your life a little bit. Have yeah. a little fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I think laughter. It just when you can play and just laugh, and that real belly laugh where your face hurts and you're falling on the ground. Those are some of the things my husband and I try to do. <laughs> It's awesome. Brenny Brown is getting a huge shout out on this podcast today. So maybe I'll link up that book for you guys. If you guys want to know who, who Brenny Brown is, uh, she's, she does a really great, great job at articulating, you know, the thoughts that go into our minds and, and how we can translate them to the real world. So that's an awesome book. The third question of the random five, if you could hop on a plane right now and go anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Ooh, I would go to Kenya and do a safari because I design animals and really love seeing the animals in person. I'd love to do that. I go through Instagram like crazy. I was in Tanzania many years ago and did not have the opportunity to go on safari. I did climb Kilimanjaro, but wasn't able to stay long enough to do safari so i'd go there mm. go see the animals nice that's a that's a unique answer for sure if you had to meet someone who has passed away right now it doesn't have to be a dead celebrity or anything uh who would it be and why hmm. i think i'd like to bring my grandmother back and later in life she had dementia and it was difficult to find out some truths. In the book, I talk about the relationship with my grandmother and we, especially since it was her son who had molested me. And so there were a number of years where we did not talk. I'd like to bring her back and see, just ask in general without the pain um, to have a conversation of what it was like for her growing up and how how it was to raise so many kids and to hear that one of her grandchildren was abused and what was that like for her. But also share with her how much I'm grateful for what she taught me. She taught me how to sew. She taught me some values that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I want her to know that I love her. That's beautiful. Yeah, sometimes we'd like to wrap our heads around uh, those conversations. I think they'd be really helpful to our, you know, just understanding of everything, right? Yeah, so it's a definitely. great answer. Yeah, absolutely great answer. Um, okay, the last question of the random five. Uh, do you have any weird eating habits? Do you ever get called out for anything? Mm, let's see. I haven't done it recently, but when I was in high school, my sister and I used to eat pickled onions. <laughs> we would just like a snack, like you just for Christmas in our Christmas stocking, we get a jar of pickled onions <laughs> and open them up and just eat them like chocolate candy. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's that's definitely weird. That that qualifies absolutely. Now I know now I know what to get you get you for Christmas. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the end of the random five. Like I said, I, it just gets to uh, help me get to know you a little bit deeper. So that was awesome. <laughs> I just want to take a moment and thank you for coming on the show and being vulnerable and being just you all the time. I mean, our, our conversations have always, it's just always just been 
the same wavelength and you know just the vulnerability has always been there we've always been upfront and honest with each other and i love that and i know you're going to impact a lot of people in the near future with your story and and the things that you're putting out into the world so you know just thank you for for showing up thank you for being you and I want to get all the listeners to support you. So you have a book out. It's called Letters to Eli, My Story, The Story of Many. How can people get that? How can people connect with you? So the book is available on Amazon and both in Canada and the United States. And um, people can go to my website, Delane, D-E-L-A-N-E dot C-A. And um, Instagram is Delane Cooper. In regards to the book, that's the Lotus Hero Project on Instagram, and I can send those to you as well, Rob. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to put all that stuff in the show notes for all the lazy people who don't want to <laughs> type it in. I will just put that out there for you guys. But it's definitely going to be a book that's going to impact many. Like I said, I love how she called it the Lotus Hero Project because she explained to me what the lotus flower actually was and how it uh, grows from mud. And it's just, it's, it's just absolutely beautiful. So um, yes, definitely go support Delane. I know it's uh, very hard to get a, like a, what is it? A six letter website. Like that's amazing how you got your name, Delane.ca. Like that's awesome. So yeah, definitely go support her and her journey. And I will put all the links in the show notes. So I'm going to take you to the last part of the show. This question is centered around heartbreak and Heartbreak comes in many forms. It comes in, you know, divorce, separation, death in the family, childhood, sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. um, all kinds of things. Um, If there was somebody who's sitting there heartbroken right now, what is that one piece of advice that you could give to them? I think if your heart is broken right now, I think if you could sit with yourself, hold some sacred space and identify why your heart is hurting Put it down on paper, sing it, whatever it is, so you can look at it and then identify what would mend that heart. And if that means picking up a book to read, doing a workshop, calling a friend, seeing a friend for coffee, call your mom, call your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever, but mend your heart. And because the only way that you can share yourself wholeheartedly is if your heart is whole and relationships are hearts sharing with each other. So we need to have a whole heart before we can be in a true relationship. Mm. Love it. Love it. I actually have one more bonus question for you. Oh, I get a bonus. We get a bonus question just because I'm feeling it for one today. Uh, what is the one thing that you like to do when you're, when, whenever you're feeling in that moment? What is that one go-to thing that you'd like to do? I take a deep breath, and if I can in the moment, I meditate. I meditate. If I am in a social situation and I have the gift of having my phone, there are a couple of photographs that I look at. And they're mostly of the sky and water because they bring calm and they remind me that I am part of something bigger. And when I know I'm part of something bigger, meaning a community, this world, then it 
reminds me to mend my heart so I can go out and be an active participant and share it and share it with the world. Nice. Delane Cooper, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Rob, for having me. Boom. There you have it, guys. Delane Cooper, I want you guys to jump over into the show notes now and follow Delane on social media. She's up to so many good things. I know this episode resonated with you somehow. I know there is people suffering in silence, and I just don't want people to do that anymore. So reach out. You got people around you that will support you, lift you up, and bring you to levels that you never, ever thought about reaching. All right? You just got to believe. I'm over on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you guys want to see on future episodes. Maybe you want to see certain guests. Let me know. All right? Remember to lead with your best foot forward. Never give up hope. Rob, your host, signing off. Peace out.